Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Mint. I am Nasreen Sultana. You are listening to All Things Markets, where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. Mint and HD Smartcast wish all our listeners a happy Diwali and prosperous new year. Markets have ended the year somewhat 2077 with best gains in 13 years despite COVID-led lockdowns and uncertainties which had deterred economic growth. Riding on abundant liquidity, investors made nearly 40% profit in equities this year, best returns compared to other asset classes. In comparison, mid and small caps have done exceedingly well in somewhat 2077. BSE mid caps surged 61%, while BSE small caps jumped 79% in the year. So, how does Samwar 2078 look for markets? Which themes are likely to play out in the year? To discuss that, I am joined by Yogesh Patil, Head of Equities, LIC Mutual Funds. Hi, Mr. Patil. Welcome to the show. Hi. So, as we are, uh, you know, be ending Samwar 2077, this year has been a phenomenal run for the stock markets, one of the best Uh, performing asset class uh, after the COVID hit uh, worldwide. What has been your big takeaways for Samwa 2077? Yeah, see, if you see the summit, uh, 2076 was very unprecedented, which is going to remain in everybody's mind for coming decades. As the outbreak of COVID-19 has shaken the world, Indian economy, which was already reeling under pressure due to absence of recovery in private capex and consumption, slowed down. So, uh, but uh, within the COVID, uh, the India has developed, learned how to live uh, with a lower cost. Second point, the India export story is actually well picked up. And if you see uh, on the brighter side, India witnessed a sharp recovery month after month with gradual ease in lockdown restrictions from May 20 onwards, improvement in labor availability. And uh, if you see the even strong traction in rural. Yes, uh, GST collections are uh, reaching all-time high. There would be there there was some disruption, but we are eventually heading towards normalcy. And first time in five, uh, five last five years, the EPS growth is in double digit. Uh, roughly, we are expecting somewhere around uh, 15 to 20 percent, and next year somewhere around 15 percent. And the contribution uh, from uh, this time is contribution coming from all kind of. Uh, sectors basically. Uh, at same time, uh, government has also announced lot of uh, reforms in past as well. The benefit is just uh, we are not seeing the benefit because of uh, COVID-19, and everybody is busy in uh, implementing uh, all kind different different uh, uh, restrictions. Not really able to perform or maybe not able to do business in uh, full way. But taking cognizance of above, uh, I think uh, this currently uh, considering the valuation and liquidity position, we believe India actually uh, is in much better position uh, relatively uh, globally because equity markets trade on relative valuation, and because of the China uh, because government has worked uh, in past uh, 
lot of times to push indian manufacturing story and they did come with a lot of policies but this time our lower, lower uh, reduction in corporate taxes imposing import duty on certain goods and china plus one policy and at the same time global for, global forces are actually driving the india growth story here so uh, there there uh, this momentum will con- will be continue and the summit at 2077 it's look very very uh, promising but there would be some uh, short term uh, volatility that we need to understand but next 5 to 10 year it looks very good for uh, indian economy actually and we keep discussing on every uh, uh, diwali same thing again and again mm. but eventually every diwali will gain more and more may not be repeat the same kind of returns what we uh, what we seen in last one year but definitely uh, see we need to see all uh, returns in pres- relatively or maybe on cagr basis relatively mm. in terms of uh, inter- uh, interest cost or maybe uh, other alternative investment like fixed deposits uh, debt instruments so we need to see uh, uh, exactly uh, all 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 kind of scenarios and mm. if you see the this diwali basically uh, we seen a sharp pick up in uh, real estate sharp pick up in home loan growth uh, at same time uh, consumer durables so everybody is actually uh, compared to last diwali this diwali is much much better mm. with a positive and maybe uh, this diwali could be definitely um, brighten the prospects of companies as well as households after opening up economy you will see uh, i'm not saying is it will be massive growth but definitely we are in right direction i understand that uh, gaining 40% for the for the sensex and nifty may not be a repeat for next year as well but uh, how much uh, do you think the stock markets will be uh, you know going ahead in uh, somewhat 2078 and according to you what could be the big risk of course covid 19 you know another lockdown maybe one but besides the virus related concerns what could be other big risk for markets inflation if you ask me inflation is the biggest risk at this point of time and it can derail for some uh, in short term basically i continue to believe uh, market will be uh, volatile in short term uh, but uh, from medium to long term uh, india we see a very strong uh, growth in india and we see a few trends playing out strongly and business associated with Uh, these would be clear beneficiary uh, and th- all these trends like uh, because uh, increased competition entry of uh, players with better technologies changing government policies stringent regulation has led to creation of major consolidation in lot of sectors like telecom real estate banking and higher compliance cost increasing tax structures liquidity and technology have reduced the share of unorganized players in gst and demonetization at same time organized players have gained um, hmm. mar- uh, uh, market shares and they are uh, directly reaching uh, to consumers because of uh, improved digitalized uh, digitalization and digitalized distribution e-commerce and across the india now everybody e-commerce is the market share has just increased in last two years you use in some of the cases just 2x in last two years because of the better penetration and because of the lower data uh, charges it has given a very good start if you ask me uh, reforms has done india has done lot of reforms in, including agri land labor and we see a strong traction in export also especially from uh, 
US and Europe because of China one policies and most of the global players are actually shifting their uh, vendor base uh, third point uh, government is also serious about man uh, manufacturing and uh, because of your uh, agri, agri reform india is a country where uh, almost 50% more than 50% of the population is dependent directly indirectly on agriculture sector but the contribution in gdp is hardly 16% so per capita income has to grow the country like india will grow when the per capita income uh, or per capita gdp will grow from here and as per of the revenue generation part uh, agri is not uh, not generating that much of revenue compared to service and manufacturing the multiplier effect of agri was very low considering all this point all this point the indian economy is at inflection point uh, that marks the start of a new growth cycle within the consumption while rural consumption has remained steadily silent urban is gradually picking up pace we believe uh, that in medium to long run the confluence of demographic productivity globalization will be supportive of a higher growth for next 5 to 10 years so this time globally it may, it may delay somewhere uh, because of uh, inflation rising interest rates in short term but structurally india is a much better place compared to other other geographies mm. and india has also opened a gate uh, by uh, uh, reducing the taxes uh, ready to do any kind of reforms now every mm. is compared to every state government actually we are you see the Look at the chem chemical sector uh, capex. Everybody is expanding their capex. Most of in even in textile, I think last five years is the sluggish in Kerala. But if you see that today, uh, the order book of most of the uh, textile machinery is completely full. For next two two and a half years, there will be no delivery. Yes, so I think after so many years, uh, we may see we are seeing this kind of growth and uh, business visibility. so export export driven sector basically hmm. this is a good part and uh, but only tourists uh, which i already highlighted higher inflation and maybe sharp increase in interest rate globally as well as uh, in india actually that can derail in short term but eventually it will cool off in short term actually maybe less than only at uh, 12 months or 9 months somewhere right but what about steep valuations that india currently is trading at and uh, this is one major concern that most of the global brokerages have uh, pointed out as a concern a uh, few of them have also downgraded india from their overweight stance and as a reaction we saw indian markets have lost around 5% from the record high both sensex and nifty were at do you think steep valuations worry you at now Yeah, I completely agree. Valuations are uh, high, but uh, we need to consider a lot of things here. See, uh, uh, I'll give one example. When we buy a house, or maybe let's take a, you do a valuation of real estate. In, uh, last 20, in last twenty years, most of the real estate is not given any return if you consider the interest rate or maybe inflation part, right? When you pay capital gain tax, probably you always consider inflation part. So same way, uh, we need to consider. Uh, current interest rate for value equity valuation also in 2001 our interest rates are somewhere around 10% and average valuations are somewhere around 12 to 13% and lower bottom of the uh, pe of nifty is somewhere around 6.5 today your interest rate is around 6.3 and your average valuation of uh, one year forward is 20 to 23 right so we need to consider interest rate at every point of time second point uh, we, we need to also consider the earning growth also and the kind of economy uh, we are running here i completely agree from uh, 
where we are coming but equity is always trade on relative valuation either you relatively better than uh, other geographies or maybe you are better than other alternatives considering options in other alternatives and other countries or geographies india is much better placed at this point of time so uh, you may see a time correction but i don't see a, any major uh, steep correction just for a matter of valuations are high valuations high valuations is also a reflection of earning growth potential in long run actually mm. and okay. the kind of demo, kind of demographic we have in population size of mm. population definitely makes a bigger difference mm. because without policy uh, even china the population growth is labor uh, wage uh, sorry labor prices are moving sorry labor cost is going up and at same time india uh, also labor cost is comparable we are actually directly compared with china but definitely uh, india has improved in last 5 6 years so we are, i think india is much better position and uh, india has a sizable population to consume right india is not a just a export destination it is also for consumption and without population i don't see any major growth let's take countries like japan and europe where their average age of population is above 55 So at at age of fifty five and sixty, the appetite of consumption is very very low. Okay, uh, so going ahead uh, for summer twenty seventy eight, what will be the top um, bets for sectors according to you? There will be uh, one is obviously uh, sector wise, we see uh, very good trends in digitalization, especially those companies who are benefiting due to digitalization and. Second, like company which is helping in creating digitalization. So I obviously we we like IT sectors. Uh, we like personal consumption, e-commerce based sector, uh, private sector financials, and some of the like uh, structural changes uh, themes like shifting from diesel petrol to gas, and switching to uh, domestic facing sectors like real estate. Export-oriented uh, businesses that includes chemical, textile, engineering. These are the four segments uh, which we believe will continue to perform in uh, from three to five years. Because okay. I'm not only considering uh, their growth part; I am also considering the quality of companies, quality uh, of sectors, to uh, ability to do business in uh, a much wider way. because in some we also see some of the growth in some sectors or maybe companies but ability and capability of promoters or maybe a, uh, because of uh, not availability of capital they might stuck somewhere but these two sectors will continue to okay what about mid caps mid caps uh, is uh, one sector where uh, it shows high returns when there is a bull run in the market and of course it falls much harder compared to the large caps so for the year ahead what is your call on mid cap sector obviously uh, mid cap has given a uh, good return last uh, two years but if you see the five years the long term average is almost equal uh, to large cap right and is not where but only difference is some of the stocks trading at very high valuation some of the stocks trading in slightly average or below average valuation uh, but high valuation also uh, function of high growth and limited uh, options available in the sectors in terms of uh, doing business and second point because of li- liquid 
or maybe a uh, very low float the function of low float also uh so uh, for again from from few in short term uh, you we may we don't see uh, the repetition return from mid caps but definitely in long run uh, the potential is very high why because some of the industry leaders are only available in mid caps so we cannot ignore small and mid cap at this point of time and we need to choose uh ki uh, which we want is case to case basis it means it is not a, we can't take a broad based view because some of the mid cap actually continue to to grow in long run let's say i'll give one example uh, logistics logistics has not seen a, a growth major growth after gst now if you see the most of the logistic players actually uh, growing and they're doing capex because their customers are actually switching towards third party fourth party logistics these are new segments growing maybe definitely uh, if uh, e-commerce continue to grow uh, implementation of gst so third party logistics has to grow so initially uh, with low operating leverage low uh, revenue definitely looks uh, overvalued but if you see the next 5 years uh, decade story is 5 to 10 years is a very big story so definitely uh, we cannot ignore mid caps at this point of time if anybody has short term view definitely uh it 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 looks very uh, overvalued or maybe a less return in terms of uh, what we seen in past but we, it is a case to case this i am not mm. saying is a broad based right so one last question uh, see uh, in the september quarter um, shareholding uh, pattern we saw that institutional uh, you know uh, ownership of stocks have Are reduced significantly, and here I'm talking bo- about both FIs and DIs. Of course, in value terms, it may have increased because overall market cap has increased from what it was in September 21 compared to September 2020 last year. But overall, the percentage of uh, you know, FIDI holding in overall stocks has reduced. Uh, and and out of that mutual fund which is part of dir has increased because of various reasons uh, but overall do you think that institutional investors are reducing their uh, exposure to equities consciously and that shows somewhere a lack of confidence in equities so, uh, I, i don't see that is happening actually because if uh, if you see that uh, reduction is very uh, marginal right it is not basically uh, uh in a very big way second point if you see in last 6 months the large part of the inflow is coming in balance advantage category right balance advantage category is basically combination of debt and equity and average equity allocation in balance advantage category is somewhere around 35 so still 65% is in debt basically so this category has somewhere around 140000 crore so to that extent uh, if you adjust do these two things then definitely there might be deduction in let's take a uh, large cap fund or maybe other funds but is a fund because of the fund move, uh, movement in different category of funds that is also reflecting in the lower uh, slightly lower uh, holdings uh, in overall uh, context but i don't i don't think that is actually we can read that this way because in last 5 10 uh, days Actually, DI is a continuous buyer, and FIs are seller basically. So definitely, it is. It is. I don't see any issue here actually. Or oh, any right. should not pay attention in very. It might be a basically switching of one product from another product. That's it. Because balance advantage category 
is also combination of equity and debt. And today the debt allocation is around 65% and equity mm. allocation is 35%. It might be a combination of a lot of things. But all as right. far as a fundamental story and India story, uh, I think as all institutions or maybe including us are very confident uh, about India growth story for next five, ten years. So overall, you think the liquidity that has been driving the stock markets post-pandemic, uh, you think that kind of liquidity will still be there and uh, and that will continue to drive equities going ahead? Definitely. Because I'll give one example. Uh, let's say uh, for infrastructure like re and real estate. See, real estate home loan road rates are right now 6.5. is the lowest in the last 100 years, right? And it has, it has increased the affordability. So if real estate, the multi, money multiplier, um, if the multiplier effect of real estate and infrastructure is very high, then you then building materials, then consumer deliverables, then paints, all things which you start doing, then it is all our labor oriented job uh, work. So definitely it will help uh, economy and definitely it will help equity market also because lower interest. See, country like India. Uh, will always historically if you see the country like india will always uh, done well if country get liquidity at right time in, in this take 2003 2008 whenever liquidity is going going uh, going out india struggled mm. right so uh, we need still there are uh, msme smes or maybe uh, bigger projects they need a liquidity uh, at right right pricing also Lower uh, for a country like India, it will always be good. And mm. uh, even if uh, you see last uh, sorry, year to date, the FDI inflow is somewhere around 23 billion. So anyway, India is getting liquidity from outside also. Mm. Just for a, a, a example, in last 18 months, fiscal deficit is almost uh, doubled, right? But the 10 year GSEC has not moved that much. It is indicating a huge liquidity, but at the same time, it is also. Uh, indicating the fundamentals of the Indian economy, and that is a reflection that will reflect in tax collection, that will reflect in equity market. So it is a overall chain, and it it it, uh, it get reverse also when you drain liquidity. But at this right. point of time, it doesn't in that way. Maybe two three years after, but and, uh, FDI and all this kind of investment doesn't come for a one year or two years. Right. On that note, Mr. Patil, thanks a lot for sharing your time and also those insights. We wish you a very happy and bright Diwali. Thank you very much for uh, approaching me and also wish you a happy Diwali. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemint.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at nasreenstory. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.